Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Five thirty-five, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is a Wednesday afternoon. I want to remind you, our uh, our good friend, former Governor Doug Wilder, is going to drop by tomorrow afternoon at five oh five. Our friend Governor Glenn Youngkin, as we speak, is out in short pump at uh, Tom Leonard's Farmers Market, talking about the the changes he's trying to make. Man, I'm telling you. Doing hard work to make Virginia the best place to live, work, and raise a family. And uh, all we're ever asking, right, is just let us save a couple of our own dollars and we'll take care of stuff. Anyway, Glenn is out there at uh, Tom Leonard's Farmer's Market. That's pretty cool. Uh, if you grew up as I did, you grew up in a home that was uh, it was solidly Democrat. Let me, let me be very clear. And even though you had some of these uh, conservative thoughts, maybe even thoughts that resonated with Republicans, you kind of kept them to yourself. And so there were two publications that I I used to purchase. Uh, I would get the American Spectator. I would get National Review. But I I had to wrap them up in the the Philadelphia Bulletin to bring them into the house because it was almost like the kid who, you know, the boy who would find his dad's uh, magazine in in a dresser. So uh, I, I have always loved the American Spectator and R. Emmett Terrell is just one of uh, uh, one of the heroes of conservative thought and one hell of a writer as well, uh, Mr. Terrell. Thank you so much for being here. I'm glad to be with you. I am glad that you are glad to be with me, and I I, I am just so amazed with this uh, this brand new book called How Do We Get Out of Here. I didn't realize this whole 1968 thing with Senator Robert Kennedy. My gosh. Well, he gave me the title for the book. Uh, We were on stage together. I was behind the curtain. He was in front of the curtain. There was not another person in sight. It was an auditorium, a vast auditorium at Indiana University. And uh, he burst through the curtain, came out and said, how do we get out of here? And I thought to myself, this is too good good to let go. So I said, well, we go this way. We go that way. We left to the right, and finally we went down a set of stairways and led that led us to the uh, his waiting car. And he put his hand out to shake my hand, and I put firmly in his hand a Reagan for President button. He looked at it. He looked at it, and he laughed, and I laughed. And we had that's what that's what politics was like in those days. Uh, on the other hand, they. The, the, the 
the uh, the sorry face of uh, of despot despotism was right around the corner, and mm-hmm. he was murdered four or five weeks after that encounter. And he, that's a, that's that was the historians have claimed that that, that was the beginning of the war on ter- the war of terrorism, and mm-hmm. I think it was. It sounds uh, quite appropriate. Yes, I mean, here you have uh, at that time Bobby Kennedy, a leading uh, candidate for president of the United States, struck down, murdered, and uh, we we then see all sorts of terrorist acts visited upon the United States. Yep, and that's I say in the book, we ha- it has led to an era of episodic chaos. Mm-hmm. One chaotic event after another chaotic event. Look at last, just last night we had a chaotic event. Yep. Uh, that's what that's what America is like today. It's a chaotic place, and yeah. the Republicans have got to do something about it. And my guess is that they will, but I think they're going to have to uh, work a little harder than they are right now. Emmett Terrell is joining us. R. Emmett Terrell Jr. I want to get it all in, but the new book is called How Do We Get It Out of Here? Let, let me ask you about this change. Here you are. It's 1968. And can I say politely, you're sort of a, a smart aleck as, as a college student, right? And and to, to give Bobby Kennedy the Reagan for president button. But you guys both laugh about it. He laughs about it. Everybody's fighting. You say that's what politics was like at that time. How far from that have we traveled? Enormous distance from it. Uh, I have a weekly, a monthly meeting in Washington called the Saturday Evening Club. Mm -hmm. It never meets on Saturday, I I would (laughs) like to say. But at any rate, we have that weekly, that that, uh, monthly meeting. And uh, as the years have gone by, We've had to. We've, we've invited fewer and fewer Democrats because they're just ordinary people, yeah. and we want we like fun-loving people at the American Spectator, and uh, I thank God I've had 55 years of them fun-loving people. Well, this is the one of the beautiful things about the American Spectator. There has always been a a positive tone to it a smile even as if you dealt with i mean the 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 most heinous of of issues and the most vile of candidates sometimes but your sense of humor always has come through the personalities of the writers have always come through how how have you been able to have that last for so long well i i just think that that that's the kind of people i associate with Mm -hmm. uh i would don't associate with the the grumblers the moaners uh, and those are the kind of people I hang around with. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, Bill Buckley? Because I, I just shared that I had to sneak both the National Review and American Spectator wrapped up in a, in a daily newspaper in Philadelphia when I was younger because my parents would have been appalled that I was reading that. That was uh, <laughs> just something we didn't have in our neighborhood. Uh, were you and Bill Buckley friendly competitors or, or not? Oh yes, I tell I, I tell many stories about Bill in the book uh, because Bill was a mentor to me. He was a generation older than I was, and and he was a great. He'd come out to Bloomington, Indiana, where he founded the magazine, and he'd uh, dine with us out there. 
he was uh, came out time and time again. And so did Pat Moynihan, Daniel Patrick oh, wow. Moynihan, mm-hmm. uh, from the other side. Uh, but there was that kind of mixing of of the uh, of conservatives uh, and moderate liberals, uh, and you don't have that anymore. You, right. It's it's astonishing and it's depressing. Well, was was Ronald Reagan the last of that generation on the Republican side? Well, he was. Yes, he was the last, and he was. That's it, it, you know. In the book, I devote a lot of time to Ronald Reagan. I thought he was the greatest president of the twentieth, twenty first century, twentieth mm-hmm. century, yeah. and and he had a he had a a longing to clean up the culture. And he tried to clean up the culture using me and a couple of people from National Review to clean up the culture, get the, get the gutter snipes out of the, out of the, uh, the culture of America. Mm-hmm. And we met together in the White House time and again. We met together in, in other places. And, and in the end, he paid me off by inviting him by by taking up my invitation to come and and have dinner with me at my house. Yeah. And he and, and I I've never told this to anyone, but you're the first to know it. And when he came to my house for dinner, there were ten or eight or ten of us together sitting together, and we put, we had background music, and the background music was the music of. Of the the, the episode the episodic uh, music of uh, the, the, the uh, Austrian prince mm-hmm. and and uh, Frederick the Great was the uh, the uh, master of ceremonies that night right. and. Uh, I think I, I'm the first person to introduce an American president to the music of Frederick the Great. <laughs> it's it's just another thing for uh, for that Emmett Terrell CV. It's, it's it's a pretty long and accomplished one. I I was a little shocked uh, as I'm reading the book again. It's called How Do We Get Out of Here? Uh, that uh, after Richard Nixon left office, you. Would I, would I be correct in saying you you kind of became buddies? Oh yeah, we did. Uh, in fact, he made the best martini I've ever drunk. <laughs> and, uh, I don't think he drank martini, but I drank it. <laughs> well, let me. But stop he you. made it. He, he made the martini for me. One of the things that this book does is it it, it humanizes a lot of presidents. I met. Yes. I counseled six presidents. Uh, one of them, Bill Clinton, as a matter of fact, mm. and uh, I show try to show the the human side of a president, and I think I I didn't fail in any way except with Bill Clinton. Yeah. I gave him a human side that he didn't really have. Interesting. Now, I don't mean to digress, but let me ask you because as a fellow martini drinker, uh, I, I I get into discussions, debates, almost arguments with people who want to tell me about chocolate martinis and this martini. And it's like, no, no, a martini by definition is what? Gin. Thank you. Gin. What? 
I said, thank you. You're right. Of course it's gin. Of course it is. It's none of this other stuff. No. No, it's just poppy. People are forever trying to adulterate drinking. I I give them a wide berth. <laughs> what was the most, uh, I don't know, the most challenging part of these decades at the American Spectator, sir? Oh, well, uh, it was fighting off the Clintons. They tried to put us out of business. It, I had to spend a million, a million and a half dollars to keep those people at a distance from me. Uh, but I did keep them away. And uh, I think I've always said um, we they turned up the heat in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. But they we did. cooked their goose. You sure did. You, you have given it inspiration to so many conservatives in general, conservative thinkers, in particular, and I know you're still rolling up your sleeves. You wrote the book. How do we get out of here? Do you do you understand the the legacy that you have, or is it just all about getting out that next issue? Well, I don't understand the legacy I have. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm a lot of fun, but but some people, uh, the Bill Clinton and his lovely wife Bruno, they didn't think that way. <laughs> Well, uh, I want to urge everybody to get the book. How do we get out of here? It, just Amazon.com, the best way to get it? I think so, but, there, you know, and any bookstore will have it. Okay. And uh, I, I welcome them to, to be into my readership. We've had a lot of fun, and, and I hope that uh, they'll have a lot of fun reading it. There's no doubt about it. I, I, I will tell you again, as somebody who has... Uh, been a loyal, devoted reader. I, I, it's amazing, but to say it for decades, uh, I cherish every word that you have uh, shared throughout the years. The book is absolutely amazing. And if you ever make your way to uh, to Central Virginia, you drop by and you and I will enjoy, I promise you, a real, honest, authentic martini. Wonderful. I'm it. on my way. <laughs> I will see you in about an hour. That is R. Emmett Terrell. He is an amazing man, and I, I, I thought it was so touching when he said, no, he doesn't understand the legacy he has. Uh, the legacy he ha has is, at this point, a couple of generations of conservative thinkers who have read his words, who understand what conservatism is, who understand how you function in the political space, and in addition to all of that, he's just a damned funny guy and he's a martini drinker so you know right off the bat he's a great guy how do we get out of here it is a very personal intimate memoir you get it at amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com or any bookstore anywhere 548 jeff katz news radio wrba Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 